What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Plays, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. And I'm Damon Creighton. And let's start this off on a real cool note, man. You know, drafts, we didn't had drafts, NBA, hell, WWE, you know, WNBA a few months ago, man. The first topic of the day, ranking the past 10 NBA draft picks. And I meant to, I meant to say this to y'all. I forgot. So I'm not bad about this, but we not including Cade because well, obviously he ain't played. So we going from 2011 to 2020. Now, personally, I'm not even gonna hold you. It was my midterms week. So I low-key forgot to get my list together, but I've got a pretty pretty good idea of how this is gonna go. So um this is gonna just, do the obvious one. Um, in last place, um, 2013 number one pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Anthony Bennett. Um, I don't even think I need to say anything about Anthony Bennett. Um, I have, I, I can't comment, you know. Um, we they they called Kwame Brown the bust and a scrub and a loser, but Anthony Bennett, bro. Whew. See, I think Kwame deserved to go number one in that draft, you know. I, I do. I don't think Anthony Bennett deserved to get drafted at all, bro. That man was a bona fide fucking bust is an understatement, bro. Like, that, that is the worst draft pick of all time. But that's just me. Uh, Damon, who would you put at the last spot at number 10? Um, Damn, who's been the last 10 pick? Um, So... I probably so if we're just saying because they went number one, I probably say Anthony Bennett. I don't think dudes would be as mad at Anthony Bennett if he was picked at any other point. But I think it's because he went number one in that class. Hold on, I gotta look at some of these first round lists. Matter of fact, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send y'all the link in the group chat to uh, all the picks. Oh, okay. uh, Kyrie. Anthony Davis, Anthony Bennett, then Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, Marco Fultz, DeAndre Ayton, Zion Williamson, Anthony Edwards, and Cade Cunningham. Yeah, we we not counting Cade. He ain't played yet. And I don't want my bias to get in the way, but you know. Gotcha. Yeah, then I'll say I'll say Anthony Davis then. You mean Anthony Bennett? Or Anthony Bennett. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Lord, Lord, almost. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I, I almost hold you for the rest of your life. But, uh, John, do are you in the you in the same boat? You you going with Anthony Bennett or you got a different answer? Anthony Bennett. Okay. For sure. Um, okay, uh, John, who do you have at number nine? Number nine, I'm gonna go with uh, either Wiggins or Martel Fultz. Okay, yeah, um, that's debatable. Yeah, I mean. You could argue Wiggins, but I have him higher because, you know, he actually had a pretty good season to go to state and he contributed to them 
winning and especially was coming up big in the playing. So I got Markel Fultz at number nine. Um, you could see why he went number one. Um, of course, you know, they wanted Lonzo to the Lakers. So, you know, they had to make do. Again, Markel Fultz was clearly the number one pick in college. But then, you know, he went to Philly and, you know, Philly with injuries. And he, he just – I don't know what happened. I, they, From what I heard, it was from a motorcycle accident. Because, you know, NBA players are not actually supposed to ride motorcycles. But so, of course, they'll never ask to confirm that story. But, you know, um, I guess he's doing okay for himself in Orlando, but it's the magic. So, you know. But, uh, damn it, who would you put at number nine? I was going to say, those two are definitely who I'm trying to, because whoever's nine, whoever's not nine, I think. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd have to say uh, Markel at nine. I think he's developed a lot since that year, but at the at that point, I wasn't like super high on, especially where he played in college because he played at like some random ass school, didn't he? Washington. Yeah. Washington. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember he didn't play at like a big, big, big conference. Um, this big conference. <laughs> I mean, basketball wise at the time, <laughs> yeah, still is. That you're telling me that year the Pac 12 was a, a dangerous conference, Lonzo. <laughs> Lonzo <laughs> okay, but who else, anyways? Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Mark L is number nine for me. Now, on that note, at number eight, I had to put Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, I've talked shit about Andrew Wiggins for years. I've called him a bum. I've told him he's a fucking pussy. You know, I've, I've said all these things, you know. Again, I, I just said it. Go to State, he had a really good season this year. Um, but to be honest with you, he's not better. Okay, he's better than probably one person on this list, and that's only because he's so young. But even still, he's the, the guy that I have above him has been playing better basketball than Andrew Wiggins overall. So I have um, the guy that everybody said was supposed to be the Canadian Michael Jordan, Andrew Wiggins, at number eight. I didn't forget about that. I did not forget about that. Slam Magazine, I, I will never forget that shit. But I'm, I'm going to let that be. Uh, John, who did you have at number eight? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to confirm with Andrew Wiggins. Nine Markel. All right. Uh Damon, what do you have at eight? Yeah, I have Wiggins as remember going into that draft. I personally favored Jabari both cut out of the two coming out of college, but obviously Wiggins ended up playing a lot better and Parker had some injury issues, but Wiggins number eight. Yeah. Um, at number seven, I don't, I don't want to do this for really, but I'm to put him this low, I guess is the way to put it. But I got Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I remember when the interviews came out about Ant-Man and all the stuff he was saying about, you know, he didn't take basketball that seriously and you know, he was – if he could drop everything to play for the NFL, he would and a bunch of other things. I'm thinking, ah, this ain't going to be good. 
But Anthony Edwards has been tremendous for Minnesota. Um, I would love for him to be anywhere else but Minnesota. But, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that he's not only been playing like he cares, but playing at such a high level. Like, I think it was a, it was like, what, two straight games where he scored like 42 or something like that? And, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all remember that dunk. Y'all remember that um, poster. <laughs> Poster of the year, poster of the year. Um, I'm I'm very impressed with uh, Anthony Edwards, man, and it's it's so crazy because I really thought he wasn't gonna be playing like this. So, Ant Man, if you're listening, I apologize. But uh, damn it, who did you have at number seven? Um, I will have to second that and say um, I choose him as well. And John, what about you? Yeah, Anthony Edwards. I was about to say DeAndre Ayton, but he did average a double doubles rookie year. Definitely true. Definitely true. And on that note, who is your number six, John? Number six. Number six. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I, I agree. I had I had DeAndre in there too. Um, I hate to put this one guy in the top five, but you 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 can't avoid it, unfortunately. Um, Aiden is. I'm not gonna say he necessarily deserves to be number one because you saw Trey and Luca and a whole bunch of other guys, but after seeing what he was able to do in the playoffs, um, not including the finals. You can see why he went number one. But, Damon, what about you for number six? I'm looking at this stat real quick. Yeah. I'm going to have to say eight and two, and I hate that I'm who I have to say at number five. <laughs> I think we all on the same page and getting on on that note and at number five <sighs> I can't believe I put his ass in my top five um I, I have Benjamin I, I have Benjamin um there were there was so much promise for Ben Simmons um coming out of college um he was supposed to be the next LeBron according to most people, um, a light-skinned LeBron from Australia. And just he's, – he's a, an elite playmaker, an elite defender. You know, that's that's great. You know, um, Tony Allen was an elite defender, and John Stockton was an elite passer. But, you know, um, he's a point guard, and he, can, um, he can't fucking score the ball. I, I, and then the way he's been acting ever since he, like, first of all, Philly fans, thank you for finally waking the fuck up. We tried to tell y'all that that nigga was ass, but y'all didn't want to listen. We told y'all Ben Simmons cannot fucking score. Just see, do y'all remember Summer League Ben Simmons? Do y'all remember Summer League Ben Simmons? Because I do. He was hitting mid-ranges. He was doing things Ben Simmons don't do. Like, and then, you know, I'm... I'm I'm trying not to get into a Ben Simmons rant, bro. Cause like I low key was about to, you know what? 
fuck it. I'm gonna do a mini Ben Simmons rant, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what overtime at House of Highlights, what they post every single summer. Ben Simmons at LA Fitness pulling up and shooting threes. He playing pickup games. He doing these fucking um park ass moves, doing shit that doing doing shit that Ben Simmons is not fucking doing the NBA, shooting all these threes. And y'all talking about, oh, it's over now. He got his shot. No, the fuck he doesn't. Stop the cap, okay? Ben Simmons will never ever develop his shot. He's not that guy. He never will be that guy. I need you all to accept that. Philly is better with him as their point guard, but they need to trade his ass now. I feel so bad for Joel Embiid, man. Pack him up and get him the fuck out of there. But John, well, actually, no, let's go to Damon because I know we mean we were on the exact same point. Um, you're number five. Yeah, uh, Benjamin. Benjamin Button. Uh, I was going to say, I, I had to put him at five because the sophomore rookie of the year, I mean. <laughs> they said Benjamin Button. Because <laughs> um, he, he played good, his quote-unquote rookie year. So, I mean – dude's a clown i mean there's really no there's no reason for him to be like acting like he's the freshest shit on the block like it literally it doesn't make sense now if this were like joel and b being like hey bro this 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 is bull like that that's worth listening to considering he's one of the best centers in the league but you got this dude who uh folded under the pressure when he went to go take a dunk, passing it to Matisse Thibault in a playoff game. The dude simply cannot play the game of basketball. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, but that, that'd be my number five. Your small hands. <laughs> Your small hands. <laughs> you can't trust the basketball. So, wait, John, so we on the same page? <laughs> yeah. Ben, ben Simmons. Oh my god. He he had so much potential. But moving into number four. And I'm kind of on the fence about this one, but my number four, I'm going with cat. Now, the reason I say I'm on the fence is because. I mean, Cat has been outstanding every single season, putting up buckets through all of the things that he's faced throughout his life. And, you know, the guy that I have right above him, he's been great right out the jump. And, you know, I love both of them. And, you know, I don't – because I don't want it to seem like recency bias that I have, the guy I have at number three. But I I just have him over Cat. But – don't think that I'm disrespecting Cat just because I have the other guy at number three. So I'm going with Cat. But uh, John, who is your number four? I was going to say Zion, but hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Cat. I'm gonna go with Cat, and it's Zion number three. Yeah, and Damon. Yeah, I have the same thing, Cat, for Zion, three. 
Yeah, we all on the same page. Um, what can you say about Zion Williamson that hasn't been said already? I, I knew that Zion was going to do what everybody said he wasn't going to do. I knew that. I knew out from the jump the second people started doubting Zion that Zion was going to go crazy. And look what happened. He barely, he didn't play enough games to qualify for rookie of the year, but he played so well that he was rookie of the year. He was an all-star this season. And, you know, right now he's just kind of stuck in limbo with the Pelicans. Um, oh, boy. They, the, the Pelicans, they, they fucked up with Lonzo, man. They, they, they could have gotten. Man, man, man. So, um, Zion, Brandon Ingram, wishing them the best, but I got Zion at number three. And now we have reached the top two, and I'm not going to go first because I still don't know at this moment in time. So, Damon, who is your second best in the top, in the last 10 draft picks? I think I'm gonna go Anthony Davis to Kyrie one. Um, I mean they're both incredible players, but I think just rookie and long term, Kyrie is I think he's an incredible point guard and Anthony Davis, my man, he just can't stay healthy, unfortunately. But I, I have to give the edge to Kyrie. Okay, so I, I can breathe a little bit because I was thinking the same thing. Um, you know, I have my thoughts about AD. Um, when healthy, he's one of the best. But, again, that's when healthy. Like Damon said, he he's barely on the floor. You know, Charles Barkley called him street clothes, you know, always disabled. Um, Kyrie as – he Kyrie is the most – underrated well-respected player actually no 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 I'd, I'd say actually yeah I say he's the most underrated well-respected player in the league because it's underrated. like like underrated in terms of like you know think of the, like Jesus you good yeah I got a kernel stuck in my throat oh shit. but um you know he's well-respected around the league as one of the top players but it's like it's always somebody somebody always says somebody's better than him that's not better than him, you know. And I'm not saying Kyrie's top 10 because he's not, but it's like I for sure think Kyrie is top 15 in the league, but people say that's French. And I'm I don't I think it's like he's for sure top 15. Okay, I got you. So that's why that's why I have to give Kyrie. It's like because personally, in terms of like right now. I don't even know if I could even say AD is better than Kyrie. You know, again, like, when AD is healthy, he's a top 10 player in the league. But it's like – When is his, that ever the case? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm I'm giving Kyrie the nod, and I'm saying that out of the past 10 draft picks, past, uh, past 10 number one draft picks, Kyrie has been the best so far. But, uh, John, you sending us out. Who are your number two and number one? 
Anthony Davis, number two. Kyrie, number one. Okay, so we, we all on the same page. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Great. And moving into our next NBA topic, we gave you guys our two early predictions for the upcoming season. And now we have a two-parter. First things first, Damon, who is going to be your sleeper team for this upcoming season in the NBA? Um, I'm trying to think of that better. Honestly, I would not be surprised if Cleveland played way better than they did last week. I'm trying to wait. Who's on the roster? Um, obviously they still got Sex Land. Uh, wait, whoa, wait, hold a minute. They got Lori. Come on. They got Lori Markinen. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, say, and Markinen isn't like amazing, but I think that might be a good fresh reset for him. And then they, they got they got Allen back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, they um, got Allen back. So you got you got sex. You got sex. Yep. You got Mobley. You got them. And then you still got um, who did they draft last year? What's his name? Uh, okay. Oh, Isaac Okoro. Yeah, Okoro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's. Nice little young squad right there. So yeah. I think obviously they. I don't know that that could potentially be a, uh, um, a playing team. I don't know how. Maybe if they make a little late run, probably take them a minute to kind of find their footing. But I think that's a team that could um, definitely improve from last year. Okay. Um, for me, I wasn't able to pick just one. So for me, it's a three-way tie between Miami, Charlotte, and Chicago. Um, Miami, you know, they they had a very lackluster season um, as a follow-up to, you know, what happened in the bubble. Um, matter of fact, wait, they didn't make the playoffs, did they? Ooh. Miami, yeah. wait, did they? Yeah, they did. What? Oh yeah, they got swept. They got swept by. Didn't they get swept by uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you know Jimmy Butler. He did not play like the Jimmy Butler I know. Um, but the the direction that they just took the team, like I know, is one small thing, but not. It's not even not necessarily small. But them bringing in Kyle Lowry, man. Oh my, my Lowry. God. Oh my God. So they now have a big three, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. And let's not forget Duncan Robinson is still there. Um, wait, didn't it? No, they traded Precious, didn't they? Yeah, they traded Precious to Toronto. So and they still um, got Tyler Hero, too. <laughs> this <laughs> Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero. Um, no, no comment on that. Um, oh, boy. 
Um, I, I think they have I think they're gonna be solid. Uh and I think they're gonna be slept on. In the case of Charlotte, man, I mean, we seen Charlotte on the come up last year. Um Lamelo played like we all thought Lamelo would. Miles Bridges breaking out. Gordon Hayward was playing great when he was healthy. They still got uh scary Terry, and they just added Kelly Oubre to the roster too. So they're gonna be a problem for sure. Um let's hope PJ Washington go off. Oh yeah, oh yeah, PJ. I need I need you. Matter of oh, fact, we PJ, need he he needs it. You know what? I need PJ to be an all star this year, bro. I'm sorry, like I, I it ain't gonna happen. But PJ, I need you. I need you to average 25 a night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I know a lot of people were probably thinking that I was gonna say the Pistons, but y'all already know I'm not sleeping on the Pistons. Y'all, y'all, a lot of people probably are, but I'm not sleeping on the Pistons. I know they're gonna do well. They're gonna be bare minimum playing, but. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. And the reason I say sleepers, because they, they made some great moves, some in- outstanding moves, but it's still the Chicago Bulls. So a lot of people, you know, they, it's, it's going under the radar. But their core, Lonzo, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vucevic, um, and they already got Kobe White too. Both of it, both, 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 both of it. You know what? You know what? I I have ran my mouth about the Chicago Bulls for years, and I will still continue to do that. But I'm I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be a fan of the Bulls this season. But they they're gonna be fun to watch for sure. Oh boy, I'm I'm absolutely terrified in the East, and I I honestly. I think Chicago has the potential to be a top four seed. I really think they have the potential to do it. But uh, Damon, do you have more than one sleeper team, or is it just one for you? Uh, I don't sleep on my thunder, baby. We ain't sleep over here, baby. It's time to wake up, y'all. <laughs> Hell no. We have not heard any thunder in the forecast. <laughs> oh, okay, see, man. Oh, what, what? Um, are y'all gonna get more draft picks? You're gonna trade for more draft picks? Hey, bro, I'll tell you this: <laughs> Pistons getting swept this year, baby. By who? By the Thunder. Thunder. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there front <laughs> seat, December six, baby. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh man. I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this today. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I'll put I'll put money on that bit. Say goodbye to that money. (laughs) Say goodbye to that. Jalen, when you listen to this episode, bro, just know we bet money on this shit, bro. Nah. You putting bread on it? You actually putting bread on the Thunder beating the Pistons. Yes. Ooh, are you are you talking one game or over the entire season? Ooh, okay, so they play they play twice. They play twice. One one at home and one away. And you think OKC is winning both? Let alone one. I at least give them one. I will give them one. <laughs> Could it be me? Could it be me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, bro. Crazy thing is, they are bro, not losing. Playing, bro. They are not losing to SGA and Al Horford, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Al Horford ain't on the team, my nigga. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. They got Cardio Kimba now. They got Cardio Kimba. Yeah. No, they don't. 
no, he's no, not there. He oh, wait, no, he went to New York. Never mind, never mind, never mind. See, bro, who's even on the team? Our same core from last year, our new four rookies. We got Derek Favors, um, the GOAT, Mike Muscala. Hey, bro. I quit. I quit. Hey, man. One of the best young cores, bro. <laughs> Thunder you, baby. That man said SGA and Mike Muscala are going to take the ball. You know hey, what? It's all funny. It's a hey, bro. It's all funny games to fucking SGA putting <laughs> Kate on his ass, bro. We gonna see about that. We gonna see about that. SGA go die carrying that team, bro. <laughs> I mean, he did last year. I mean, he he was uh he was like a, he was literally one of the best. He would have obviously he played for the Thunder, so he's not gonna be an All Star. But he literally had All Star. Before he got, I I don't oh know I I I I love SGA you know I will give y'all that y'all y'all do have SGA franchise player but um the rest of that Poku team, got big Poku gained Poku, some weight Poka Puka whatever his name Pokovetsky. is Pokovetsky yeah as a beast now he's beefy oh y'all got oh yeah y'all y'all got that other guy too. Um, that that defensive specialist, you know, I, I like him. Too. Lou Gwen's door, the I, young I, I guy. Like, I like Lou Dort. That's it. I'm that. You know what? But I'm not gonna go any further on this. Uh, John, your sleeper team for this season was team or teams for this season. I'm gonna say it. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Don't shoot. No, 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 no. It's not the Wizards. Okay. <laughs> it's not the Wizards. Thank God. Sacramento. Darren Fox. Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Hill. And they just drafted him. Davion Mitchell. Ooh, that, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that defense is going to go crazy. Why, why did he leave? <laughs> oh, no, he's back. Okay. Did, did, did you just say Sacramento? Yeah. As in the Kings? Yes. <sighs> they're going to be, they're going, they're going to be a playing team. Who I my thing I'm broke out. Who who wait, who wait what team? Let me let me look. You said Sacramento. Sacramento. Let me. Hey, let me, bro, that's. Let me look through the West. Let me. It's it. I, I mean, it's it's it's. I'm 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 like I'm 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 in the middle. That could be a play. Okay, let me let me look through the Western sure. Conference. Yeah. Damon said it. Uh, yeah, I'm. It's just because it's like I'm, because I'm looking at last year's standings. And it's basically going to be the exact same team. So, actually, yeah, because nah, the Spurs ain't doing shit. So, I could see it, you know. I think, actually, on that note, this isn't a hot take, but it's kind of a hot take. I think De'Aaron Fox finally makes the jump to being an all-star this year. I said it. You thought I was crazy, Jarrell. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm just – I said De'Aaron Fox. I didn't say the Kings. 
I said I, they, they could be a plenty and I just, you know, look, I love Buddy Hill and I love De'Aaron. I love Tyrese. Davion Mitchell, he's going to be great things. But um, Harrison Barnes and Hassan Whiteside, that's, Harris, that's the rest hey, of Hey, bro, the Harrison Barnes has been a solid player these last two, three years. I'm, he has an average under 16 points the last three years, I think. Mm. You know. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, they still got to trade Marvin Bagley, too. Marvin Bagley. Boy, that man don't have no trade value. Bro, did you remember they tried to trade him for Sadiq? I'll never, I will never get over that, bro. Like they really tried to give, they tried to give us Marvin Bagley for Sadiq, bro. I'm, I will never be they over that. Fleeced y'all with that one. I, oh nah, bro. Like I'm glad Troy Weaver is not fucking Joe Dumars or Stan Van Gundy, bro. Because, if we would have gave up on Sadiq, bro, I'd, nah, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. But. That brings us to the end of the NBA portion. And moving into the WNBA, and boy, do we have some things to talk about. First things first, man. Um, the regular season has officially come to an end. Um, looking at the official playoff bracket, um, it was Connecticut, Las Vegas, Minnesota, Seattle, Phoenix, Chicago, Dallas, and New York. Um, first thing I want to say is the Mystics should be, well, should have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they had no reason to lose to Dallas, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Um, I did not want New York in the playoffs because Sabrina has been pissing me off, even though I have my love for Ben Nigel, but they lost. So it all worked out. Um, looking at the season awards, uh, of course, the MVP, we all we, we all knew this was going to happen. But John Quill Jones, she won MVP. She should have got unanimous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. One vote. Whoever was that one vote. Deserved to. How do I say it so I won't get fired? Deserve consequences. Leave it at that. They said, give me Iguodala. Electric, the chair, the (laughs) chair, but make it electric. Uh, Defensive player of the year, Sylvia Falls. We we knew that was going to happen. Most improved player of the year, Brianna Jones. And coach of the year, Kurt Miller. Now, I just want to say this. Um, There was a team that dominated most of these awards. Um, Good reason. I said I, I said this at the be- when we first started the pod. Um, I apologize to the Connecticut Sun for sleeping on them for about two months because, boy, I was fucking wrong. Um, first team all defense was John Quill, Brianna Turner, Sylvia Falls, Brittany Sykes, and Brianna January. And second team... Uh, let's go. Stu, Brianna Jones, Brittany Griner, Jasmine Thomas, and Ariel Atkins. Oh boy! And getting into these playoffs, man. Um, oh, I love women's basketball now. I love women's basketball. 
Um, I'm going to say this right now. Um, I know that I did pick the Aces to win the title. At first, you know, I didn't I didn't really look at the bracket carefully. So I assumed that there was a chance we could get Phoenix and um, Las Vegas in the finals. But it turns out that's the semifinals matchup. And, you know, the series is tied 1-1. But, you know, listen, again, I picked Vegas. But y'all know Phoenix is my team. Um, if 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 Vegas loses, I I will hold myself accountable. But y'all know I've been rolling with Phoenix from the get go. But I'm gonna let that go. Um, first of all, Damon, what have been your thoughts on this season? This was crazy, man. I feel I feel like there was not a better possible season to start. Um, this was this was a very exciting season, hey, bro. Very first time I watched them fun, I was like, hey, bro, this, this is a team right here. And, uh, I mean, they lose for, like, what, almost two months? I think the when they lost the other day, that was the first time they lost the game since July 25th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, this was a really good season um, in the playoffs, man. This is. Hey, bro. <laughs> I think it makes it so exciting, like knowing like the first two rounds are like all single elimination. And I mean, freaking who would have thought Storm get bounced? Like, I wasn't, I don't, I, I caught it. I didn't think, I was like, but I know they didn't have Stu, but I was like, oh, man. But hey, nah. Sun going all the way though. Speaking of the sun, let's talk about the Chicago sky. Um, can we talk about Sloop for a minute? Um, the second triple double in playoffs history. 18 assists? Because I see, I'm like, I saw 12 points, 10 rebounds. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I see the 18 assists, and I'm just sitting like, wait, wait. She was dealing. Because I missed that game. I missed that game. And I look at the stats, and I'm just like, 18? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, that was, a, that was the first game, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I no, 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 no. I, was, I think it was the second game. Well, for, I was going to say, because, yeah, game. I was going to say, I don't okay. think that was yesterday or the yeah. other day. But speaking of the second game, bro, can we talk about just how good Connecticut really is? Because they managed to win the game. And John Quill only had four points. And I'll tell you this. Um, Shout out to Alyssa Thomas and whoever her trainer is. Pay them. How Give them as much money as they can because you would not have thought that she is coming off a freaking torn ACL. I mean, she. She came. Yeah, she played. She led the team in scoring. She's back. In like full, like full participation, full minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this 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 really changed the whole series. Yeah. She. Oh, that's why they were okay. Yeah, I was. Just, she was yeah. taking control, yeah. and what really made the difference is was, um, 
the defense because Chicago was playing like super, super high pace. And that's really not Connecticut's game and really flip-flop. So once they controlled the ball in the fourth quarter and they were slowing them down, I think they, this guy coming out of the fourth quarter, like first three, four minutes, they shot like two for nine. And once that game got slowed down, it was, it was wraps. Yeah, and then um, this wasn't in a playoff game, but the last game of the regular season, man. Um, Phoenix, man, I, I, I just – Sophie Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know what was in the Gatorade she was drinking that day, but I need her to continue drinking that for the, re- for the rest of her career, bro. Um, they needed that win. And boy, oh boy, uh, oh my God. Um, and then game two, I I felt so bad for Liz Cambage, man. Because Brittany Graham was eating her ass up. Oh my God, you know, Liz wasn't even in the starting lineup. And, you know, Brittany, Brittany Griner, in the first quarter, single-handedly made the Aces look like a complete liability, man. I think she had, like, 16 points in the first quarter by herself. Like, I think she had, like, 16 and two assists when she shot, like, seven or eight or something like that. Um, And the GOAT. <sighs> Diana, Diana, Diana. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, she's the GOAT for a reason. You know, I, I don't have an NBA GOAT, but I damn sure do have a WNBA GOAT, and her name is Diana Taurasi. Um, Were people out here saying Sue Bird is the GOAT? No. Who? Who? Who is saying that? No, you know, I love Sue. I love Sue. I love Susan. But who's actually saying this? Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, oh, God. Wait, she white. Wait, they both white though. Um, I don't understand. I sometimes I just do not understand the mayonnaise militia, but I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let it go. Um, this woman had 37 points. Uh, another record broken by Diana Taurasi. Like, what? It, it it's never gonna end. She, because what what was this? Her this was her 18th season too, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I cannot comprehend how, how is she doing this? Like, you know, when you talk about LeBron, I mean, LeBron is 6'8 and like 260. So, you know, he's aged a little bit, but you know, he's still doing stuff like, but some things he's not doing as much anymore. Diana Taurasi at the age of what, 37 is doing step backs breaking angles she's still shifty i don't I, I don't get it i do not get it she should not be able to do any of this at her age yet somehow some way she is coming off of an injury an injury bro she should not be doing this off an injury almost for, like the fact that she hasn't scored 40 points yet in the playoff game is mind-boggling. 
straight up mind boggling. But I rambled a little bit because y'all can. I'm, I'm just I'm just really excited and I'm really happy about what I saw this season. John, how did you feel about this WNBA season? Other than the Mystics disappointing me, had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Uh, from Atlanta being dysfunctional to no, no, no. a team that surprised me that I thought wasn't going to do well was Minnesota. Minnesota, they, they, even though they lost to uh, Who did Minnesota lose to? Phoenix, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they lost to Phoenix. Even though you lost to Phoenix, Minnesota had a good season. They they surprised me a lot. Uh, you know, Seattle was Seattle, and then Vegas got better with the addition to Chelsea Gray because they definitely needed a point guard other than Jackie Young. And Connecticut just doing Connecticut things without Elizabeth Thomas, which impresses me way much more. So, and then the series between Phoenix and Vegas can go to five. Chicago and Chicago and uh, Connecticut that can go to five. Even though Chicago disappointed me with some regular season losses. But this is a very good – this is a very competitive playoff. I'm having a lot of fun. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And one more thing I have to say before we – because the next WNBA topic is kind of similar. But, um, Gavon, um, let, me, let me say this to you because I, I know you're listening to this. For the last time, I understand that is your team. But the Chicago Sky are not winning the finals. Okay? Okay, I I know they're not. Even if they beat Connecticut, they are not beating Vegas, and they for damn sure ain't beating Phoenix. I love Candace Parker. I do. But it's not happening. I'm, I'm sorry. But moving into the next WNBA topic, and Damon, I'm going to ask you first. Um, you, we kind of already talked about it just, you know, as we were reflecting on the season. But with this being our first season being true WNBA fans, how, how are you feeling, you know, after the regular season into the playoffs? I feel great. Um, I didn't really know what to expect um, starting because, you know, all the – negative stigma of the WNBA all these years I really was like oh, you know I don't really you know if I know if I'm gonna enjoy this but I mean this was like I said this was a really fun season to watch and I definitely will be getting league pass every year from down especially how cheap it is um I I definitely enjoyed this season a lot and uh, I'm looking forward to watching many seasons from here on out I got one jersey but I'm I'm already, I already got like three more jerseys in mind that I got to cop next. For sure. Uh, John, what about you? 
this is not my first season as a WNBA fan, but okay, we get it, Mr. Champion. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I have fun this season. I I have fun. I wish I would have worked more games, but I, I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with both of y'all. Um, you know, this is my first true season, really being a WNBA fan at all. You know. When I was a kid, you know, I was a shock fan, but that was really the only team I watched. And that was before I was really a true basketball fan. Um, I don't remember whose idea it was that I don't matter of fact, I don't even think it was like a, a podcast idea for us to really talk. Matter of fact, no, 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 no. I think it was John. I think John was the one who insinuated when we start the pod, we need to talk about the WNBA. I think it was John that insinuated it. And Man, I'm I'm glad you did, man. Um, you know, I didn't pay for my league pass. Uh I forgot her name on Twitter. It's Tarika something. Uh shout out to you because you, you know, you paying for my league pass, it ex- exposed me to some of the best basketball I've ever seen. Um it, it, I'm I'm just overjoyed, man, because it's like I'm I'm all for women getting more rights doing it and getting the things that they deserve and the credit that they deserve and seeing the WNBA, like the NBA went crazy. So I wasn't expecting, not, not in a, you know, anti-women way, but I wasn't expecting that much coming from the WNBA because the adrenaline was at an all-time high during NBA playoffs. And then we get into the first, the first week of the season and it's like five game winning buzzer beaters. And I'm just, even when I don't have time to catch the games, because, you know, we all went back to, back to school while the season started, I'm checking the stats. Always, always checking the stats, always checking to see who's that top woman in the league, who's that top team in the league. Um, I'm very impressed with what I saw um, from Connecticut. I knew Seattle. I mean, come on, they got Stewie and Sue Bird and Joel Lloyd. We knew they were going to be great. Phoenix, I told y'all from the get-go, was going to be raw. Um I knew Chicago was going to be a lot better because of the addition of Candace Parker, but I didn't know they were going to be that great. Um, Minnesota, I slept on as well, even though they had Sylvia Falls. Um, Washington also slept on. Tina Charles, you could have argued that she should have been MVP, but, you know, John Quill Jones, man. I hate to call her Lady KD, but Lady KD, man. Um the only true disappointments I had were two things. It was one, Atlanta, Indiana. Atlanta because, you know, me and John both go to Morehouse. And, you know, if I want to go to a WNBA game, it's like, do I really want to go see them play? You know, I love Ari McDonald and I love um, Kennedy Carter. Uh, Kennedy Carter. Love them too. But do I really want to go see them play if they're just going to lose like that? And then Indiana, man. Ugh. I feel so fucking bad for Kaiser, man. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I feel I feel so bad, man, because I I remember I hated on her at first, but then when um Imani uh, Damon's girlfriend had wrote the article about Ka- had that interview with Kaiser, and I found out these different things about her, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know she was this raw, and then I'm like, okay, well, why is she isn't she getting PT, and then. She just kind of disappeared from the team for reasons we still don't know. I hope she's okay and everything. But the other issue, the big issue I've had since 
Where, oh, where the fuck is the WNBA app for all of the streaming devices? I can watch it on my phone. I can watch it on my laptop. But why can't I watch it on my Fire Stick? Why can't I watch it on my TV? Every time I want to watch a WNBA game, I have to hope and pray that it's on ESPN or ABC. I got a mirror. I had the, I always had the mirror into my um, like, whatever. Like, 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 bro, I, I, I just need y'all to understand, man. Like, yeah, there's a difference between watching a basketball game on TV and watching it on a phone or laptop. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. You, you will not enjoy it the same. Like now, personally, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the games a lot just because they were that good. But it's not the same as watching it on TV, man. And, and another thing about the WNBA, I know I'm kind of rambling today, but I'm I'm just really happy, man. Um, we got time. We got time. That's um, I'm proud of the podcast in regards to the WNBA. Hell, even wrestling, because we expose a lot of people to the WNBA. Like I literally have people texting me asking me questions about the WNBA through the podcast you know like I my cousins they literally were like asking me like okay you know the WNBA you know the teams what team should I follow like um and then one of the guys that we're gonna have as a guest I don't know when we're gonna do it but soon you know we have little mini WNBA interactions on the TL so I'm, I just, I'm very happy that we got to do this because not only did it do something good for ourselves in regards to exposing us to the game, but through us, a lot of people learned more about the WNBA and actually started watching. And that's wild because it's like, I had a feeling we was probably going to reach like, you know, 10, 15 people, but it's like, we actually have people watching the WNBA, like, as men, like as black men, like we actually have other men watching women's basketball. Like that's so crazy to me. Not not on a cocky tip, but like if we had enough that much of an impact to where we're enjoying women's basketball so much that other people are watching it, that's crazy. That's just crazy to me. That is so crazy. But um, moving into wrestling. Um, Oh wait, 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 I forgot where Grand Canyon University. Okay, Grand Canyon University, because their arena is being used for Disney on ice. So they had to move. Um you know, I'm because to me that's just kind of like, okay, what why? You know, there's plenty of other arenas. Um wait, do the Mercury play a talking stick? Yeah. Okay, I can I can see why they it's still not cool because it's especially because it's the playoffs and they're even though it's 
like I mean, I hate to use this dude to be like, oh, well, they're they're an NBA affiliate, but they're an NBA affiliate, and they have to get moved. Like that's that's unfair to them because they've been busting their asses all season for the opportunity to play in front of people like the WNBA. They're getting big crowds now, and Grand Canyon University is does not have the same space that Talking Stick has. So um, I'm not going to bash Disney too much. I, I love the company. You know, I want to get back there. Um, but they, they could have either done it at another arena somewhere or pushed it back because nothing's going on besides the Mercury games, really. Because the the sun, the NBA season don't start until, what, two weeks from now? They could have done it, like, to hell, they could have done it today, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. It's, it's really upsetting. It, it's just really upsetting because all of that hard work, and they have to be relocated. But uh, what did what did you two think about it? Well, John, since you brought it up, I'll ask you first. Um, yeah, because – WNBA teams moving into different arenas during the playoffs is not it's not anything new. This happens nearly every year. It's nothing surprising. I think a WNBA finals game, I believe in 2014, between the Phoenix Mercury, Chicago Sky. I think game three in Chicago wasn't at Allstate Arena where the Chicago Sky used to play. It was at like a random college campus. Search it up. And Phoenix Mercury won that game. They won that's, the finals. That that's year. insane. And I'm like, that's insane. So it's nothing surprising. Like, I wasn't surprised that a whole game was moved because Disney won ice. Because, and I remember when it was like, I believe 2014, it was the NBA playoffs. Lady Gaga scheduled a concert and then the Wizards made the playoffs and <laughs> the playoff game was on the same day as the concert and then they had to postpone the concert and Lady Gaga fans were mad. I'm like, first of all, that's Lady Gaga's fault. That's Lady, that's that's her management's fault because you should be, yeah. you, should, you know you're going to be on a concert. You, you know you're going to be on a concert tour. You have to pay attention to the sports teams that play in that arena, pay attention to that schedule, so you can schedule your world tour, have no postponements, and affect your money. So Disney on ice. Disney on ice. If you're paying attention to this, this is your fault. This is 100% disrespectful, idiotic, mismanagement, disorganization, and the fact that we never heard an apology shows that you're refusing to take accountability for the mistakes that you make. Yeah, because my, my biggest thing about it is not only the fact that they had to move, but it's the timing of the move. Because it's like, this was planned way in advance. And it's like, I for, for us to just find out about this and... I don't know if the Mercury knew, but even still, they had to read the first. And for in such short amount of time during 
a serious moment in the WNBA season, that's fucked up. That that's there. There's no other words to describe it. You know, John used about seventy five, but I'm gonna just use two. It's fucked up. Quint Blake, it's, it's fucked up. But Damon, did did you have any thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I I was just gonna say like you can just see based off of like making them go other places. You can just look at it. The NBA bubble is at Disney. The I can't remember what that thing is called, but and then freaking the women's bubbles at IMG. Now, I granted IMG has great facilities, but it's like, bro, y'all couldn't even like get y'all put them at a high school. Oh shit! It was IMG. Wow. Yeah. Um with the 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 season that the WNBA had in terms of merch sales and game excitement and everything, I expect next season for there to be a big change in regards to like the way they're treated and everything. Cause I mean it's long overdue, but this season they they really showed they deserve everything you know they they deserve their space they deserve an app for tvs um but you know i'm, I'm not gonna go too much into a rant because i've said this is stuff we've all been saying since we started the pod you know about just just about how women's basketball players deserve so much better but i mean you repeat the same thing over and over again you you hope that it would get to everybody's mindsets, but we'll see next season. We will see next season for sure. And if they do not get the credit they deserve, if things don't change, I, I'm going to have some words to say, but we're going to save it until then. Now, moving into wrestling, um, Originally, this wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about this, but um, the WWE draft is happening, and I forgot about it. Um, so last night, uh, SmackDown was the first night, and then, you know, of course, on Raw is the second night. Um, I'm, I'm very, inter- this is interesting. I, I don't know some of the logistics behind this. Um, we gonna, first, we're going to talk about the first round. Um, obviously the number one pick was obviously Roman that that should have been crystal clear to everybody Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes my tribal (laughs) man that shit was killing me bro (laughs) the Paul Heyman the GOAT (laughs) but you know Roman he's staying on Smackdown Biggie's going to Raw Bianca She's also going to Raw. Um, I'm, I have my feelings about that. But here's the thing that got me from round one. The Raw Women's Champion got sent to SmackDown. Charlotte is on SmackDown. How, how, what sense does the... 
I don't get it. I, I don't understand how this, this is going to work. Um, obviously, okay, we, we make it to Monday, and they say Becky is on Raw. I, I think that's probably what they're going to do. And then they're probably going to pull a Street Profit slash New Day, and they're just going to trade the belts. And that's just going to be like, okay, that's stupid. But uh, round two, Drew's going to SmackDown. Um, RK Bro staying on Raw. Edge is going to Raw, and I knew they was going to do this shit, but they sent the new tag of SmackDown. <laughs> I knew they was going to do it again, bro, and I'm like, thank God, like, please keep them separated. Yes, don't, yet, yeah, bro, look, the New Day, they're, they're, they're great, but it's, Big E has done so well by himself. Let him continue being by himself. Um, Damon, based on the first two rounds, what are you thinking? Um, <clears throat> I think uh, the first round was pretty um, straightforward. I don't think anybody doubted two main champions weren't going to switch brands. Uh, the Charlotte, that kind of threw me um, – I wasn't expecting to see, I mean, quite frankly, I don't think anybody wants to see Charlotte on TV these days, but, um, and then Bianca going to Raw, man, I just, it, I mean, I can, it makes sense because, I mean, she's literally beaten every single person on the SmackDown roster. Granted, there's only, like, five women on each roster, so, like, that's not a lot, Um but I guess hopefully it's a change of pace and we're like Becky's probably going to go there. And then we're going to see Sasha versus Charlotte for like the gajillion time. Um, <laughs> but RK bros, that's like the hottest tag team. So that didn't surprise if they stayed on raw. Um, New Day, they're like SmackDown legends at this point. They, I think like half of their titles, I think, all came off of SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, it was it was a decent first two rounds. Hey, uh, John, what did you think? All right, Biggie on Raw, cool. Roman SmackDown, cool. Bianca Belair Raw. Why? Why? Just, just why? She's trying to get why. her title back. She's, she's trying to, and and then you want to, you want to bring her onto Raw. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is ridiculous. Awful. Terrible management. Terrible. And is Charlotte Flair? Really? Really? Charlotte Flair on SmackDown. What, what, what was the point of it? What, what, what's the point of it? Now the women's division is so uneven. You got Raw is basically NXT. And then SmackDown, it's just, it's just the, it's the OGs. It's the great ones right now. It's like, what, what in the world? What in the world is going on? Uh, I might have to disagree on that one. Uh, 
I know why they did this, but and here's why. It's clear this fucking day that the USA Network was out for blood. Because they saw, because there was reports going around that the USA Network was mad because Fox had everybody. So, you know, they had to take a couple of pieces, you know. Of course, they had to grab Biggie and Bianca, the two hottest black act ones. Um, I just hope that Bianca gets booked well, but we're talking Monday Night Raw, but, you know, this is the black community we're talking about. So if something happens to Bianca, because <laughs> obviously, you know, we're still pissed about Becky and that's why Bianca yeah. is one of the most over people in on SmackDown. And, mm-hmm. you know, people been saying, oh, well, they're still cheering Becky Lynch. I'm going to be real. I'm keeping a buck. Nobody cares about Becky Lynch right now. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, nobody cares nobody. at all. Nobody. Um, Not one. Oh, boy. Um, oh, yeah. Moving into the last two rounds of night one. Um, my favorite character at the moment, Happy Corbin. And, oh, that's what it is? Mad Cat Moss? I thought it was Mad Cat. I'm like, okay, Mad Cat, Bear Cat, so many cats. Um, they stand on SmackDown. Um, Rhea, Nikki, who... Wait a damn minute. Pause, pause, pause. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Time out, time out. It just hit me. Like, I didn't realize this, but it just hit me. They won the tag titles? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, because Shayna and Nia Jax aren't, like, together anymore. They did break up. She whooped her ass, too. That was a... Yeah. Oh yeah, I did see that, bro. Also, man. Shout out, shout out. Baby, baby face Shayna Baszler, man. Bro, baby face Shayna Baszler, I'm all for it, bro. Bro, y'all see what she did to fucking Eva (laughs) Marie? Wow, everybody cheered on that one. (laughs) I remember when she like bit Becky Lynch and like had blood all in her mouth when she first got on the main rock. We 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 don't we don't talk about that anymore. when Shayna yeah. Baszler, when she first yeah. got brought up. When Shayna, when she first. No, that was for Survivor Series. Like, right after, was it? No, 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 it was, it was WrestleMania. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot they even fought at WrestleMania. That WrestleMania yeah, is a fever she, dream, bro. But I just want to act like it didn't happen. Don't We only got, like, two good matches, uh, two or three That's out of it, so. Being nice. Let's, let's not speak on that. Um... <laughs> Rhea and Nikki are the tag team champ. You know, there's a way they could have avoided this. All they had to do was just not split up a certain team that was um I'm trying to think of the words to describe them. They were they were um iconic. Hey bro, you gotta you got uh Peyton you know, Royce to think for you that. Know, you know was not really her fault. It was more like she just kind of was saying, thinking out loud, and then yeah. Um, Keith Lee saying, you know, the bear cat. I like it. I like it. When I found out what it was about, because I'm like, okay, what the fuck is a bear cat? And then I found out the meaning, and he was, um, I don't remember his name specifically, but he was the first black world champion in professional wrestling history. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, that that's where the that's where the nickname came came from. So now I'm completely behind it. Yeah. But 
we had our first NXT call. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Um, now, I got to call out somebody in the Discord. I don't remember your name, but y'all were saying, oh, my God, why is B-Fab coming? She can't fucking wrestle for shit. And I'm like, bruh, she literally just started. Like, give Shorty a chance. Like, you know, the first two matches were rough. I understand. But give her time. Give her time. And, like, they know that. They're not going to put her in a a freaking title match. Exactly. Because she was a manager for, like, a part of their, like, manager kind of thing. So it was like, of course she's not going to come out and be facing – Charlotte Flair first match, like <laughs> right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Speaking of which, where the fuck is Shashi Blackheart and Tegan Knox? Because they were show supposed to be the tag champs. But see, that's the thing. How the hell did Rhea and Nikki become the champions when we thought that Shashi and Tegan were supposed to be the champions? And weren't they, you know they literally uh uh Nikki, Nikki and Ray have been fighting for like three, four months, and now they're friends. What, what is going on, Bruce? Bruce, you know what it is? listen. They saw RK bro, and they said, "You know what? What if we take this, we'll make it women, put it in woman, <laughs> women, <laughs> like you know, because women do make everything better." But this was one of the cases where they didn't. It's a fucking psychopath and a superhero where an almost superhero i don't i don't get it (laughs) no comment no comment but the last round um naomi is staying on smackdown so i guarantee she's gonna join the bloodline which she should have done months ago um for some reason they're keeping ray and dominic together and they're they got packed up to raw um Austin Theory, uh, he's going to Raw. But um Jesus came through. God the Lord came through and he answered my prayers. We finally got Jeff Hardy off of this godforsaken show and we're putting him on SmackDown, which means I'm gonna and this is gonna sound so crazy when I say it, but before he retires, because I want him to retire soon. But Jeff Hardy in his retirement match, or one of his matches leading up to his retirement, should beat Roman. I don't care how. He should beat Roman. Jeff Hardy should have had another world title reign long ago. This is the time to do it. His last. And he got no more words back. Let him beat Roman. Let him beat Roman. Let him beat Roman. I don't care. I, I don't give a fuck. John, don't let Cena beat him. Brock, I don't think he's going to beat him. Let Jeff beat him. Let let Roman do something stupid. Or let the Usos turn on him and let Jeff win. Just let him win. And then he can bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. Get rid of the Universal title. Vacate it and retire. Get rid of that ugly piece You've been sticking on this, huh? Bring back. Bring back. Bring, no, no, no. no, I, I literally I just thought about this. Like, literally. I think. Jeff should have his own title belt like he did with that shitty belt in TNA. But Jeff should have his own. I've discussed my feelings about that belt before. Um, I said shitty, so. Okay, but uh, John, what did you think about the last two rounds of the draft? Uh, 
the last two rounds, so round three, round four, round round four, it was a uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I don't care. Uh, I don't. I don't. I really don't care about that. But Austin Theory, that kind of shocked me because it's like, hmm. So you can call up Austin Theory, but not Johnny Gargano. <laughs> You know why. <laughs> you know why. It's trouble hard. No, not even, not even Vince, bro. That's all on John. Bro. That man said he don't never want to get caught. Because he's a doofus. <laughs> bro, I remember I used to be the biggest Johnny Gargano fan. And then, like, I seen him do a thigh slap on the chop, bro. That shit, that's, nah, man. That shit killed me, bro. That that killed everything for me, bro. Because I was behind Johnny. And then he did the thigh slap on the chop, bro. I'm just like, is this what we've come to? I, I've, I've, I've never been able to look back. But... Damon, what do you feel about the last two rounds of the first night of the draft? Um, it felt kind of promising, honestly, for a little bit for both brands. Obviously, the Mysterios, they needed some new dudes to challenge on the raw side for the titles. Um, Each other? Yes. <laughs> it's only right. I don't know why they wait so long. We all know it's coming. It's just a matter of what. Bro, what if what if it's Ray that turns on him? What if it's not even him? Like, and they just keep and they just keep on baby face. That'd be hilarious. Hey, bro, just imagine Imagine a heel Mysterio. Mysterio. I need that. I mean, he was a heel in WCW. No, he wasn't, right? Yeah, he was. Oh, he sure was. He was a heel in WCW. You're right. You're right. Um, I mean, Jeff was a heel. But um, I'm really excited to see Hit Row. I love love Isaiah Scott. Um, Shane Strickland, I love watching him and evolve before he came. He's he's, he's, he's the one. I'm excited to see him because – no, they brought – I kept getting confused because every time they say – the Scottish Warrior. I always think they're talking about Seamus for some reason. And when, because I was like, when they're like Scottish Warrior, I was like, oh, Seamus. They're like, Drew McIntyre. I was like, oh, Jesus. I don't, I, I don't know my country's like that. Um, but, anyways, I'm excited. Austin Theory, because he came up once already. Because he, he was with, he came, he was with oh, Seth, the original you know Messiah thing. Because yeah, it was him and Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Um, so he he had some good matches when he was up. So and he has good charisma. So I think he'll do solid because he went to Raw, right? Yeah. Raw. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good that's a good landing spot for me. Yeah. And um, so they had some draft picks on Talking Smack. Oh, did they? Or yeah, they did. Wait, so. I'm looking at. Oh no, 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 no. They started off so oh my god. Oh my god. This is gonna oh my god. This is gonna oh Jesus, no. Okay. I'm I'm 
We're going to do this shit live. We're going to do this shit live. For Raw, the ninja himself, Akira Tozawa. Oh. Um, Racist Academy. Oh. Um, I call oh, them Racist okay. Academy. I mean, Alpha Academy. Yeah, you know, it's just because, you know, ever since Otis did that haircut, he just looks super racist. He looks like the um, dumb from Spy Kids. You know, you know, uh, the guy who wants to be the Intercontinental Champion, you know, Apollo Crews and the Commander Aziz, you know, with that that fake accent. Um, Dewdrop, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, Nia Jax, Reggie, our truth, T Bag, and Z- Zelina. Oh my God! They said, "Oh Jesus, why did they do that to her?" And then SmackDown, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. They called Aaliyah up? Yeah. Okay. 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 I fuck with it. Um, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, and Tony Storm. Wait, so they they split up uh, T-Bar? They broke up Retribution? Hey, bro. Honestly, I am not mad at that, bro. Dijakovic is cold as hell. Please, please. Thank please. God, bro. Because they just right. they just it's kept 50-50 right. booking them. Like I was like, what are y'all gonna do? And they lose one week and they win the next week. And it's best. I'm glad. Hey, bro. Thank you, the Lord, shit, bro. I'm I'm glad that Mansoor and Mustafa Ali is still together and they going to SmackDown, bro. Get them the titles. Who's the champions right now? Oh, the Usos. Oh, yeah, that's not happening. Mm, yeah, they could beat them. They could beat They They could beat them. If there's like I a, mean, I think they can beat them if they're going to go through like an implosion angle, like if they just start falling apart. Man, don't do, they do that for every team, bro. I don't need I ain't saying it happen right now, but I mean, the fact <laughs> yeah. that Heyman's like, they got him with one foot out the door right now. Because what I have a feeling, I just have, this sick feeling that the Usos are gonna end up not on SmackDown. Hey, bro, do you just imagine, bro? Like Roman, the shit Roman gonna do on Monday, bro. Dog, if they don't get drafted, bro. Oh my god, bro. They were. He literally was like, "Do hey, not bro. let him walk out of ball." I was like, bro, Jesus. Yeah, this is promising. Um, I'm trying to think. What other thought do I have about this? Um, Akira Tozawa being drafted is just kind of like, first of all, what what have they done? You know, I've never, I was never a fan of Akira Tozawa. I never watched Akira Tozawa. I had never heard of Akira Tozawa because you know he was on Two Five Live. But they turn him into a ninja. Come on, <laughs> you know the fuck the crazy part, bro. Y'all remember that giant, giant ninja that we used to be with him? It used to be like it was him and he was like some other ninja, but it was a tall giant one, bro. Guess who the fucking giant iron ninja was? Just guess. Is it somebody like on the roster still? Yes. Commander Aziz. No. Uh... Who's big? I'm trying to think who's big on the roster. I feel like it's somebody stupid. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna fuck you up when you find out. When you get the name, bro. It's gonna Wait, how long ago was that? 
This was this was 2020. Oh, shit. I definitely don't remember that. Oh, Ninja. Y'all want me to say it? It was almost. <laughs> oh, bro. It's so goofy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who was almost with? Okay, that's his toy as ninja. That's no hilarious. That's actually comical. Because <laughs> I mean, there's like not even like a glimpse of like um, evidence that that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, when I found out, I was just like, nah, bro. That man went from the the the, the bodyguard at Raw Underground. <laughs> Bro, Rob to a giant ass ninja. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, oh yeah, this is somewhat another topic, but kind of related. They announced it last night. They're doing King of the Ring, and for the first time, they're doing Queen of the Ring. I have to give my predictions. Um, first, originally for the King of the Ring, I said Cesaro, but it's only right if they give it to Xavier Woods. It's only right. And then for Queen of the Ring, it better be Liv Morgan because she didn't win money in the bank. So if she doesn't win it, I'm going going to throw a fit because, dog, Liv was supposed to be champion and they gave it to Nikki, almost a fucking superhero. I'm not over that. I'm not over that. I'm not over that, but John, what are your predictions for King and Queen of the Ring? King of the Ring has to be Xavier Woods. And I want whoever wins the King of the Ring, I want the previous King of the Rings just to be present and count the new king. King Book like a King Booker. Oh. Oh. Crowning Xavier Woods. Oh. Would that mean we oh. have King Corbin there too? Happy Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> hey man, listen. No, nah, you know it'd be really petty if they had Nakamura come out with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh so he do got wait a minute. So if they doing this, then well, bye bye, King Nakamura. Bye bye. But uh who who would your pick for the Queen be? Hmm. Zelina Vega. Mm. It can't be Liv. It can be Liv. But it could be someone from NXT. Ember Moon. She's still on the roster. No, she's on NXT with a tag team. I would not be surprised if she got drafted on Monday. Yeah. No, I meant like she still. Mm-hmm. She was hurt for a long time. I could have sworn she got. No, injured. she got hurt and she was out for a really long time, and then she came back. And uh, she's just she's been oh, on a tag what? team this whole time. No, 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 no. She she's not a tag team no more because she was with Shasi. Yep, you're right. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I did know. Here's how I found out, bro. She had a match on two hundred five. Yeah, that's how. That's how I remember. 
But um, also, bruh, before I get the for Damon, bro, I just want to say Mandy Rose for NXT Women's Champion. They gonna fucking do it. They gonna do it. <laughs> hey, they gonna do it, bro. I'll never forget, bro. They had this whole dramatic little thing where they was like, oh, it's a new look, Mandy Rose. She came out, took a hood off, and I'm like, oh, well, she's she has brown hair. Um, edgy, cool, yeah. Um, okay. But, Damon, who are your picks for the king and queen of the ring for this year? Um, I also want to say Zelina Vega for the queen's crown. Um, king of the ring. Mm. Yeah, I want to say like I I want to say either um, Cesaro. Okay, so I got three: either Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, or Rick Shea. Those those are one of my those are my three. Oh my god. I should have fucking known. Bro, you, are, you already know, bro. I should have known. I should have known. Hey, but speaking of Cedric Alexander, Vince McMahon actually did something. He, Vince and Bruce Pritchard actually listened, and they brought back the Hurt Business. <sighs> I, I, they actually did something right. They actually did something right on Mondays. Jesus but moving into our last wrestling topic of the day one of them I'm going to move to the next episode so we can actually go more in depth with it but we're going to go through some of the best AEW moments so far and the first one I'm going to say and oh Jesus it's going to be Malachi Black beat the shit out of Cody Rose in his hometown and left him for dead in the middle of the ring when he was about to be a little bitch and retire. Because this moment led to one of the greatest moments I have ever seen on wrestling television. So on the past Dynamite, Cody was trying to come out and be like, oh, you know, I want Malachi. Let me Malachi. But Arn Anderson stops him. And he cut the most vicious promo I've ever heard. But in between, this white man, this old-ass white man said, you know, the difference between me and you, Cody, if somebody opens up your car door trying to jack you, you're going to get out the car and say, sorry, don't, don't hurt me. This man said, if somebody try to do that to me, I'm going to pull out the Glock, aim at his forehead, and blast his brains over the street. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what a guy. To this, like, <laughs> That's the enforcer right there, baby. <laughs> hey, bro. I never expected that to come out of his mouth, bro. I don't know what I was expecting him to say, but if the show wasn't that, bro. That means say he put one out the clock. <laughs> On national television, bro. <laughs> Front of his wife. Hey, bro. Do you do you know like I'm actually I'm I'm somewhat on the wrestling side of TikTok. Do you know how many different TikToks I've seen making a joke 
or somebody seeing Anderson pulling up, actually pulling out a Glock on somebody, man, that shit is hilarious. But in all seriousness, another great moment. I have, I mean, it's obvious the return of my favorite wrestler of all time, CM Punk. It, come on, duh. That was one of the greatest returns of all time, if not the greatest. You know, I, I have to put that up there as well. But I have a bunch more, but late is this is this is just open-ended. So whichever one of you all wants to pick it up, y'all can. Um I think <clears throat> one that's also another kind of universal that really cemented AEW as a serious threat was the arrival of John Moxley. That that shook the wrestling world. That the world stopped for a moment. He just came up and nobody well, I mean people were kind of speculating and speculating, but when he actually showed up at the end of that match, that was that was great. Yeah, for sure. I will say Adam Cole and Daniel, Brian Danielson in the same segment. That was why. Honestly, you could say that whole paper. Yeah, for real. that was a um outside of um you know that one. Well. But, <laughs> um, another moment. Um. For me, at, at least for me, um, it's two of them that I got a list uh, from Team Taz because they're they're one of my favorite factions in wrestling right now because um, of two specific wrestlers in general. Um, Hook is not one of them, so don't do that. But <clears throat> Ricky Starks, first his debut was his debut was cold, bro. Like he was doing like the Cody was doing the open challenge and whatnot, and. Ricky starts like he had this little video and everything, just hyping himself up. Then I found out like Ricky, like he produced and directed like that whole thing. Like most of the stuff he does, because like he does a lot of videos and stuff. He does all of that stuff himself, which was fire to me. And he came out, he had a banger with Cody, and then he beat Brian Cage. And then Will Hobbs, bro. I've been high on Will Hobbs since the moment I seen him, bro. And that man put on a banger with CM Punk, bro. Like, I'm because I because when I saw the position, I'm like, they about to do this match, or at least they need to. And then I'm like, okay, they're actually gonna do it. And I was like, wait, but how this gonna go? For those of y'all saying CM Punk has ring rust, he doesn't. And Will Hobbs, man, I'm telling you, bro. Put put this, give him every title. Give him every single title. But uh, what other moments come to mind for y'all? Other moments. Oh no! Oh, you get um. Kind of the first match that we really got to see how real Darby Allen was going to go into that time limit draw with Cody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I messed with uh, Cody and Dustin. Yeah, 
Because who who would have thought hey, bro, they that could was put like, that Cody and Dustin in 2020 or 2019, whatever year yeah. that was, could put on yeah. an absolute banger. Like that, like. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That was one of the first matches in company history. And you know what? You you know you know what rating it got. Five. They're six point three five and seven quarters. <laughs> hey, bro! If you would have told me in twenty twenty one that gold dust would have had a five star match, bro, I would not know what to tell you. I I man, um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think of a women's event because really. Well, for one, I got to say Britt winning the title because I miss Britt Baker. Um, Riho being uh, – I'm trying to think. Kyla – what's her name? Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. I don't know where I got Kyla J from. But <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Oh, one I, I, I should have – this should have been one of the first ones I said. But when Brody Lee made his debut, you know that was something I was trying, I was thinking of because it was like the Dark Order had been promoting like the 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 exalted one, right? Or I think that's what it's called. The exalted one, the exalted one. I I think. Oh yeah, and they, okay. Yes, and it was like everybody thought it was going to be Matt Hardy because that seemed like something that was like even though like Brody had got released, everybody was like. So I was doing that. They're like, bro, it's about to be like a broken my heart. And when they showed the vignette and he came walking through there, bro, dog, that was incredible, man. Mm. And even when he won the TNT title in that, <laughs> in that, you know I'm laughing, you know, because <laughs> you know who he. Yep, beat. wasn't in like a a strap a strap match or something. No, dog. The dog color match was how Cody won it back, but the way Brody won the title, I mean, he destroyed him. <laughs> I'll never forget, bro. So Brandy tried to come out to try to save him, and then Ed and Jay come out and put her ass to sleep. Dog, that's hilarious, bro. Man. Bro, but the thing about it is just like. I don't think any of us truly expected what we were going to get from Brody because, man, I I miss him. I do. Uh, Put on the banger with Moxley. I wasn't necessarily – I was never truly, like, a fan of Luke Harper for real because I didn't really pay attention. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, I'll be watching – you know, his matches on the pay-per-views. Like, again, that that match with Moxley was bro, because it was like, bro – when they when he did the uh, paradigm shift through the stage, and then like he kept trying to get mm-hmm. up and shit, and then um, like bro, I was watching BTE. I'm dead. Like I was actually watching BTE just for those dark order skits, man. Exactly, <laughs> man. Like, did somebody say little bitch? I'm just like, bro, those used to kill me. Like, like bro, his chemistry with John Silver used to be killing yeah. me though. <laughs> Man, like, I, cause I, I don't want to get all savvy, yeah. bro. Like, he, he really is missed, man. But 
dude. He he's just he was just great everywhere. And man, that that it sucks it for really real. Does. Um, um, more AEW. Chris moments. Jericho being the inaugural champ. Now, granted, mm. granted, hear me out here. Um. I, I think long-term, that was the best decision because, one, you get this big, big okay, mainstream yeah. to be like, oh, like, they're for real. But also, like, long, 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 long-term, everybody has wanted Hangman to be the champion since day one. The build to him winning this championship is, like, been, like, I feel like when he finally wins, the stadium is going to explode. Like that's that's just that's oh, yeah, been how sure. long it's bubbling. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's like I know I honestly I feel like cause y'all remember like they had that like that tag team match, like that elimination tag team match, and like if Dark Order and Hangman lost, they wouldn't yeah. get a shot. I think they would they're I think at least I because I can't confirm anything because I'm not Sean Ross Sapper. Tony Khan or anybody, I I just the motherfucker that likes wrestling, but I Loki feel like they were supposed to win that match, but since Heyman has a baby on the way and he requested time off, that's probably why they lost. That makes sense. That and because do everybody's talking about? Oh well, Heyman's gonna take the belt off Kenny. I, no, it's it's gonna be somebody else. We would like for it to be Heyman, but Heyman is on. Well paternity leave so if we wait for hangman to come back that just means a longer kenny reign and none of the elite should be champions outside of um mr cole because he's the only one that's it's only a matter of time before he's in that elite anymore it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be long (laughs) I hope, I really hope, I really hope so, man, because, like, Jesus, like, Adam Cole, like, he is literally the only one who does not get booed out the building. Like, literally, nobody is booing Adam Cole, like, at all. And that that would also mean that Kenny would have to start beating a lot of major players that just got there. And who don't need to lose a big match like that right off the bat because they're waiting so long for him. Now, if they hadn't signed all those guys, like right, I've been like, okay, well, they're still waiting for Hangman to be that guy. But I'm like, they got way too many people that are in that. I think that is one of the only main downfalls of AEW right now. They have like so many big guys that's like, ah. Yeah, because it's like, if Kenny beats Brian Danielson, I'm going to lose it. If they do a title match and Brian loses, I'm going to lose it. Straight up. Um, okay, one more moment that I just I just thought about. I don't know how I forgot, but Sting's debut. Because... Because, you know, it was word going around, like, oh, Sting might be one AEW, and I was just like, what the hell is Sting? Right. <laughs> and then you the lights go out, and then you see, first of all, I don't, I still don't understand the snow, but I'm, I'm going to let that go. And, you know, the music sound cool, and then you, you wait, and I'm like, okay, 
I see a crow in the video. I was like, ain't no fucking way. And then I see Sting pop up on the Titan Tron, and I'm just like, I know you lying. Like, the shock I had, like, <clears throat> for CM Punk, you know, that's that's something that'll never, never get to that level. But when I see Sting, and I'm just like, Sting. Because I'm like, because he was literally just at um, Undertaker retirement ceremony. Like, literally. And then, like, a couple months later, he, he popped up on AEW. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, then they say, oh, Sting's going to wrestle. And I'm like, I don't think that's the best idea, mm-hmm. you know. And then he fucking wrestled, and I'm just sitting there like, what the hell has this world come to? Because Edge back wrestling, Sting fucking wrestling. Like, bro, Christian damn, Christian damn, you're putting on a five-star match with fucking Kenny, Edge back, bro. Fucking um, Daniel, Brian Danielson came back and shit. There's word that paid Edge might be coming out of retirement. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, how, how, how did we get here? Like, I don't understand, bro. Like, if they had the technology that they had back then now, bro, like, this is unrelated, bro, but it's like <clears throat> Tyson Kidd would probably be world champion. He was hella underrated, hella underrated. Like, once he got rid of that stupid haircut, everything was smooth sailing. Um, and I just, I just found out literally last night about this, but the reason AJ hasn't come back to wrestle is because it was like some permanent neck damage or something like that. And I'm thinking, because when I saw CM Punk come back, I was like, oh shit, we might get AJ Lee. And then I was like, oh, it's a permanent thing. And I was just like, damn. But they got the technology to do it. So I I would love for her to come back, bro. She personally, I got her in my top five. Matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to put that in the topics for next week, bro. Top five women's wrestlers all time. For sure. Yep. Yep. Had to. But uh, did y'all have any other moments that y'all want to talk about? Man, a weird moment, but funny moment when uh, Chris Jericho was uh, delivering a promo against Vanguard when COVID started. (laughs) Hello, Vanguard. Like, what? A drone is over? Oh, fuck I thought that was funny. <clears throat> I, don't I think the first the first stadium stampede match was like really dope. Personally. Oh yeah. I was sure. expecting like because that was like you know the first like cinematic match for them. Or I guess you call it cinematic, I guess, but then you got the like legendary moment of Sammy Guevara getting ran down by a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Shout out to Sammy Guevara. Shout out Sammy, man. Bro, matter of fact, bro, I go he got pissed off. Not because of that, because I, I was happy as hell when Sammy won, but it was like it's this dude on TikTok. And it's like I low-key fuck with his wrestling takes for the most part. But he an AEW hater, like out like everything. Like he 
it, it's like he, you know, he look at the good things about it, but then it's like the bad be like, ah, fuck everything. And then he was talking about um Sammy shouldn't beat Miro because Miro's too big and he shouldn't be able to pick him up. I mean, you can literally and say I'm that about at, any big small man. And I'm just like, bro, and I'm just like, if Sammy could pick Miro up, don't that say more about Sammy? Like, Jesus Christ. Besides the fact he kept trying and he couldn't do like people, folks just can't be happy, bro. Yeah, the one thing um, about the internet wrestling community, dudes just can't. Oh, fuck, I was gonna say people just can't, you can't just uh, enjoy wrestling anymore. It's always like who's better? Like, bro, just watch it. Pick a side. Like, bro, you you can say one is better, bro, but just enjoy both. Like, you can hate one, but it's just... You know, like, don't bro, watch like, it. I'll be, <laughs> people be arguing, bro. Motherfuckers be arguing in the comments of social media, bro. I don't understand. Listen, I, it's wrestling, bro. Also, you know how much time like, you gotta have on your hands to be in the comments of Instagram posts or Twitter posts? Like, bro, because I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I've argued with racists on social media. I've argued with people who said dumb shit basketball-wise, dumb shit about women, you know. But it's like, that's like, like, arguing about wrestling is kind of like if you and some random person were both, like, trying to decide whether... um. What's the face from all my black? What's the uh the fake the fake Mexican girl? What was her name? What would bro? What what was her name, bro? Um, I can't think of her. <clears throat> Hold on, let me let me find let me let me find her name, bro. Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Yeah. Okay, because damn near the whole fan base of all my black hated her ass. So everybody like that. That's like if somebody was actually trying to argue whether or not. Um, her, her, she should have died, and people calling each other bitches and hoes because they feel like Olivia was played a great fake Mexican. And I'm like, how much time do you have on your hands? Like, okay, sports again, sports I understand, politics I understand, but we're talking about a fictional TV show. Where things are scripted to happen, I don't understand. Like, how much time could you have on your hands? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Now, people do say slow shit about wrestling, but then those things happen. I, I'd rather say that in person or on the pod. I'm not typing that shit up. That, but that's just me. But. Ooh, well, that got um pretty interesting. Um, Lord, uh, the last thing I want to say about AEW, man. Um, a lot of people have been saying they are on the rise, and it's true. They they are on the rise. Um, I find myself watching more of it. Um, I actually watch Dark and Elevation too. Um, when I have time, uh, it's actually decent. Um. But yeah, I, I definitely think that AEW is definitely reaching the point where it's going to be neck and neck with WWE sometime soon. I'm not doing a whole 
war thing um next week like we gonna we gonna talk about you know a fantasy and what would in, what an invasion show would look like but I don't I'm not doing that whole like oh well who's better yeah 1.7 nah, million I'm, viewers this week oh oh my god but the, the ratings and the demographics like shut shut up just stop stop it's fucking wrestling bro relax relax chill out but with that being said, that is going to do it for this episode of Who Plex. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week.